Hey everybody, welcome back to the Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Gracie Monahan. And as you could see from the title, today we're going to be talking about insecurity. You know, I would argue that insecurity is the greatest battle plaguing our society today. It doesn't matter where you're from, what your name is, what you look like. To some extent, you battle insecurity. Everybody does. I'm yet to meet somebody that hasn't. And it's just a part of our humanity, unfortunately. It's, it's something that we've all faced. But let me tell you right now, insecurity is the greatest robber of your God-given destiny. And it will rob you of your purpose every single chance it gets if you let it. And I don't know about you, but that's a little bit too, too, too big of a wager to place. That is far too dangerous and too costly of a price to pay. And so today, I would like to tell you a story. So, in the beginning... There was God, and he created the heavens and the earth. He created the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea. And on the sixth day, he created man from dust. And this man that he made, his name was Adam. And now Adam was placed in a garden called the Garden of Eden. And in this garden, he was given dominion over every single thing. So much so that God asked him to name all of the creatures, to give them a name. So Adam's responsibility in this garden was to steward what God had given him. Now you see, our God is a kind God and a loving God. And he wanted to give us the freedom of choice. He wanted to give Adam the freedom of choice. And you see, you can't have a choice if there's only one option. So what he did was he placed in this beautiful garden a tree. This was called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he told Adam, you can eat of every other tree in this garden, but not that one. Now, God saw that it wasn't good for man to be alone. So he created a woman. Her name was Eve. And you see, Eve came into the garden, and of course they had a blissful time. They had a wonderful time and walked in closeness with God, living an absolutely beautiful life, free to eat whatever they wanted, had dominion over everything, oblivious to the brokenness that was yet to come, and just enjoying what was there. And now, one day, a serpent came into the garden, an evil creature that was Lucifer and came and spoke to Eve. And he started to sow little seeds in her head and lie to her and tell her that eating of that tree, eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil would make her like God. It would make her as powerful as God. And so she did it. She became tempted in that direction and ate of the tree. And when she did this, Adam did as well. And now in Genesis 3 verse 7, it says, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew that they were naked. This is speaking to the fact that they took their eyes off of God and looked at themselves and became ashamed because they fell into brokenness. And you see, it's the same of us. 
When we take our eyes off of God and look at ourselves, insecurity falls onto us. And when we become self-consumed, we begin to think that it is our responsibility to grow and flourish the divine seed that God has placed within us by our brokenness. And what we end up doing is giving out of a place of our dissatisfied satisfaction. We give out of a place that isn't even sufficient for a moment. Instead of depending on God and what He has called sufficient, what He has called enough, only when we shift our focus back to God, when we shift it away from ourselves, can we not only gain perspective, gain a, a big picture image of what actually matters and have our priorities rearranged, but we also get a better sense of self because we have options, you see. Just like God sows seeds, so does the devil. He tries to convince us that we aren't good enough. He tries to convince us that our brokenness is all that's there and therefore disqualifies us from the blessing that God has for us. But let me tell you something. Your weakness is the only thing that can qualify you for the strength and the blessing and the provision that God has for you. But that's not what the devil wants you to think. Because he knows that if your perspective is that I need God because I'm not good enough, but God makes me good enough. God has caused me to win. The promises that God have set, has set out before me are greater than whatever curses the devil could say over me. The promises that God has for me are so much bigger, more important, higher priority, and have more power than the devil. God can do anything, and his word must not return to him void, but fulfilled with the purpose that it was set out to do. That right there is one of God's promises to us. But our insecurity makes us think that not only can we not ask God and claim our blessing, but that we aren't deserving of it. And that we have to take matters into our own hands and make things happen for ourselves. But that's not true. In Genesis 3 verse 8, it says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called out to Adam and said to him, where are you? And so he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? You see, somebody has to sow the seed into our heads that there is something off, that there is something inferior about us, just not good enough. And most of the time, it's us. You see, even though the serpent convinced Adam and Eve to eat of the tree, they still chose to eat it. Nobody else could do that for them. And in the same way that that's true, we have to believe the thoughts that the enemy sows. It's our choice. What are we going to choose to believe? And I hate to say it, but more often than not, we choose to believe the lie. We choose to believe the things that make us so insecure. I don't know about you, but I think we've all had these moments in our lives where we've had to do something stressful. When you're about to write an exam, there's all this pressure because you've had this work you've had to do prior. And now's the time. It's all on you. And you're worried you're not going to remember the answers. You're worried it's going to be harder than you had anticipated. But in life, it doesn't have to be like that. He helps us. 
We may be the ones holding the pencil, but he's the one guiding our hand. And that's what's so beautiful about this. Where grace abounds, insecurity cannot live. Where understanding that you are righteous abounds, insecurity and self-consciousness must die. Psalms 1 is one of the most incredible scriptures in this regard because it tells us about God's intentionality over our lives and the way that he views us. And I'm just going to read this portion to you right here. Um, This is Psalms 1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper." Each and every one of us are like a seed planted by God in a strategic place with a strategic purpose. But when we become consumed with insecurity, when we believe what others have said about us that are negative, we delay the process of growth. And that's not beneficial. For what is the purpose of a seed if it doesn't grow and bear fruit? It doesn't have one because you rob yourself of your purpose. Purpose is something that is divine and given by God, but insecurity aims to steal it from you. And then when we go to this this next part, which is Psalm 1 verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law, he meditates day and night. Let me tell you something. The law of the Lord is grace. And I will say that again. The law of the Lord is grace. And in his law, he meditates day and night. When you think about the grace and the mercy and the kindness of God towards you, you, your focus shifts. Your ideas shift into a place of, hey, I may not be sufficient for the magnanimous purpose that God has for me, but God has made me good enough because of his grace. See, the law of God is not the Ten Commandments. That's the law of Moses. The law of God refers to the character of God, which speaks about, well, what is God? God is love. God is grace. God is mercy. God is kindness. The list goes on and on. God is all things good. The law is, the law of God is not you shall do this. You shall be punished if you don't do that. The law of God is I have already done this and I love you. So you have a purpose, so you have a calling, and so I will come with you where you go and guide you. That is the law of the Lord. When we shift our, our focus to his grace and his mercy, his grace and his mercy shifts to us. We get, we get that unmerited favor. You see, we have a blessing waiting for us, whether, whether we claim it or not, it's there. We are blessed. But the extent of the effects of his blessing in your life grow with the demand you place on them. They grow with the faith you have for them. You're blessed whether you like it or not. But the benefits of his blessing will come more abundantly and more abundantly when you shift your focus from you to him. You know, the last thing I want to do is leave you with a feeling that, well, it's this simple, I'm just going to I'm just gonna stop being insecure. I'm just going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that I don't feel this way anymore. It doesn't work that way. And 
we need a work of grace to be able to move on from these things because this comes with the brokenness of humanity. But the extent of which it comes to you depends on how introspective you are. It's important to be self-aware, but it's very important that that self-awareness is aimed in a positive direction and a constructive direction. There is no point in speaking such bad things over ourselves. There is no point in, in making careless comments in passing that actually become prophecies. You know, let me tell you something. One of the greatest things the devil can ever convince you of is that the seed and the gifting that God has placed within you is not worth enough. If he can convince you of that, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you think, oh, it's not that special. And then you start behaving like it's not that special. And then before you know it, you're acting like everybody else. You're talking like everybody else. You're doing what everybody else does. But you know what God says? God says, you're not everybody else. You know, I remember when I was little, I think, oh, I must have been five or six. And I remember going home to my mom one day after school and telling her, mom, all the kids at school get chips in their lunchbox. They get Coke in their lunchbox. Why don't I get this? You see, I was the healthy kid. We all had you know, the healthy sandwiches and such at lunch. And when you're a kid, you don't want that. Let's be real. You, you want junk food, you know? So I go home to her. I'm like, mom, why can't I have that? And she says to me, she says, Gracie, you're not everybody else. And that's what God has declared over you. You are not everybody else. He has removed you from the common things. So don't believe the lie that you aren't special enough. If you start to believe the words that God has spoken over you, which is that you are sanctified and special, if you believe that, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because then you look at other contexts that other people are in and you're like, hmm, that's not for me. No, God has something different for me. You hear different kinds of language and you're like, mm -mm, that's not for me. I choose to speak life. And before you know it, everything you do is special. Everything you do is anointed because of your mindset. So let's switch from a self-conscious mindset to a God-conscious mindset. So I would just like to leave you with a few pointers. Number one, and you already know what it is, is just spend time with Jesus. Just spend time with Jesus. The only one that can make us capable of permanent and true change is God. So spend time with him and let him cleanse you. Number two, start asking yourself you know, analyzing your life a little bit. This social circle, is this for me? Does it reflect my speciality? This person that I'm spending so much time with, has God said yes? Are they on the same caliber as what I know God is doing in my life? And this isn't to be snooty and judgmental, but you have every right to be specific. God's people need to be specific over their standards, need to have high standards because he has high standards. The next and a very big thing is to start focusing on the things around you. Start to get to know people, become interested in other people. Because when you do this, you automatically shift focus. Insecurity can really seep in when we're bored <laughs> because we can only see ourselves. But if you put yourself in an environment to start loving other people, start serving other people, and most of all, looking to God, just watch 
the insecurity and the self-consciousness begin to melt away. So with that, I'm going to leave you and I hope you all have a beautiful week. You're in my prayers and I will see you again next week.